0: I'm Justine Willis-Toms. Today, I'm hosting Dr. John J. Prendergast, and he's the author of In Touch, How to Tune into the Inner Guidance of Your Body and Trust Yourself. John, welcome to the New Dimensions Cafe.
1: Thank you very much.
0: John, uh, you talk about being in touch with our body, and the body actually has wisdom. When we think of wisdom, mostly we're thinking about The head wisdom, the wisdom of knowledge and Uh big libraries with Uh all sorts of philosophy, books Uh and things like that, and that kind of wisdom. Uh, But you're you're saying that there's another kind of wisdom that Uh is very close to us. In fact, you, one of your former teachers, uh, Jean Klein, Uh uh, whom we've had the wonderful opportunity to sit down with before Uh he passed on, He talks about our bodies are our closest environment. Mm -hmm. I love that.
1: Isn't that beautiful? Isn't
0: that beautiful? A very
1: different way of thinking about our body, isn't it?
0: Very, very different. Mm -hmm. So, talk about our body wisdom. Hmm. Well, it's true.
1: Um, Often we confuse knowledge and wisdom, and knowledge really is more about, uh, is from the mind, and it's about. Objects, I would say. But wisdom is really about the recognition of who we really are, uh, which cannot be objectified. Who we really are cannot be named, uh, and it cannot be described sufficiently. And the uh, it's always here. Uh, it's present regardless of what our experience is. And wisdom, uh, wisdom or, or or heart wisdom, is the growing experiential recognition of this, of this essential nature that we are. And uh, the wisdom is also living in accord with this, um, this deep knowing, I would say this inner knowing so that our outer lives increasingly are in accord with this inner knowing. So that when we say to live wisely, I think is to live in accord with our deepest nature. And our deepest nature has these elements of wisdom and of love. And our body, often overlooked, I think, is a wonderful conduit um, and an additional source of this inner knowing when it's sufficiently clear of conditioning.
0: So if we are, if I understand this, if we are quiet enough or relaxed enough, we can tune in to this accord of our body that knows what's true.
1: That's right. That's right.
0: That's a trick, though. To be quiet enough and relaxed enough to, to hear it.
1: That's true. It's, it, helps. it doesn't
0: scream in us. Does it, it, it does not.
1: It speaks in a very quiet, soft voice, uh, as well. But it also speaks not just in words, but just in a sense of like open-heartedness. It's like when our hearts begin to open with feelings of gratitude and appreciation. We feel a warmth and an expansiveness in the heart area. When we feel ourselves. our our attention dropping down, and we feel more and more just here, deeply grounded, when we feel ourselves aligned vertically increasingly, when we feel a sense of greater space both within us and around us, these are the subtle somatic markers that we're tuning in, honing in with a deeper truth.
0: I can remember when I first started doing circle work, Mm-hmm. And I, I came into it um, m- many decades ago. And when I didn't have a very good sense of myself, mm-hmm. of who I was, what my talents were, mm-hmm. what my strengths were, what, uh, mm-hmm. what I really knew to yes. be true, I, I, right. I really I, – I, I didn't have that. But I remember early on sitting there in, in circle – the first circle that I ever did, we, we spent like five days together with with women I didn't even know. Yes. I only knew one or two of them, and mm-hmm. the rest of them were all mm-hmm. new to me. And I remember uh, being there, and, and once in a while, maybe two or three times in those five days, something would sort of rumble like an earthquake mm-hmm. inside me, mm-hmm. deep in my gut, mm-hmm. And I would find myself compelled to speak yes. something. And I remember the whole room just became quiet mm-hmm. because whatever it was, and I don't even remember the detail of right. it, it was true in the moment of what was going on, and it was mine to speak.
1: That's right, and and people could feel it.
0: And people felt it, and they gave me really good feedback Absolutely, for when— <laughs> when, when, when I do that, right. and even today in my women's group, when it, mm-hmm. when it comes on me and it happens, it, uh, it gets an attention. Not me personally, no, no. but it's because... but on
1: what's expressed, isn't it? Yes. And there are two elements to, to that uh, that I heard probably more as well. One is the quality of silence that you described. It's like there's a quality of listening or attention that opens up when the truth is told. It's like something in us that knows the truth responds when it's spoken and when it's expressed. So that kind of what I would call a vibrant silence, and that's the other quality of vibrancy. There's an aliveness there. And this this is very uh, linked to a sense of alignment inwardly. The more inwardly aligned we are with the truth, the more alive we feel in the core of our being. And so this silence also has a very alive, vibrant quality to it.
0: It's also, there's a caution there that I was speaking that in a very safe container. Right. That there was a receptiveness in... This
1: is an interesting point, because um, people will um, not only suppress, and I find this in my work, you know, one-on-one work, whether I'm mentoring um, people spiritually or working as a psychotherapist, people repress their shadow material, you know, difficult things that they're ashamed of and are difficult, but they also suppress their deepest knowing, Why? Because it's most precious and they don't want it to be criticized or misunderstood, right? So we need, initially, a sense of safety, you know, that we're among kindred spirits when we speak this which is so precious to us and bring it out. Because if it's brought out, and probably it was brought out when we were little and misunderstood or ridiculed, it's such a painful experience. So, you know, these deeper, subtler dimensions of our knowing and of our being, are very precious, and we need that sense of safety initially. After a while, we we grow in our confidence of it, and that that sense of need for outer safety lessons,
0: or a need for approval,
1: and approval, which is what it's about, isn't it? To yes. be understood, to be approved of, increasingly, and this is like that. This is why the subtitle of my book is about trusting that inner guidance and 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 oneself, because uh, we grow in our self trust and our dependency on the approval. Um, of other and understanding of others, lessons accordingly,
0: or that need that a certain outcome happen. That exactly. that here's a truth that I'm speaking, and others. Don't see it. And then we become kind of radicalized because we want them to know our truth and right. act on it. And, that, as, and
1: that's not truth. That's dogma. at that That point. is. That's belief. Yeah, right. And that's an important distinction because – and often the word truth is misused for some kind of philosophic, political, or religious dogma. But this is a truth that actually can't be formulated. You know, as a belief system, when we talk about our deepest truth, even though it can be felt. But you're right, there's, an, there's a quality of non-attachment to the result. It's like it's expressed for its own reason. And then you let go, you know. It's not about, you know, getting your way. You know, it's actually just about speaking your truth.
0: Let's talk, John, a little bit about how do we get in touch with that inner knowing that our our an inner wisdom of the body.
1: Well, there's a lot to that because um, it requires, first of all, a willingness to be close to our experience and be honest. Honesty and vulnerability are really important, you know, and a desire to know. Like if we don't want to know, this is not going to happen. So it's actually a kind of act of clear intention, what is really important, and a willingness then to be open to whatever's there. So there's a kind of surrender, there's a courage of the exploration. Then there's a willingness to go through often difficult conditioning, it's like, okay, I'm really going to start paying attention. This is not comfortable. So we get out of our comfort zone as well. But that's where we learn as well. So we learn to tolerate difficult feelings and difficult sensations. And we learn to question these core beliefs that we have. And as all of that happens, um, you know, this unfolding inner knowing uh, happens simultaneously to that.
0: Well, when you say our, our core beliefs, easier said than done to touch into what are my core beliefs that may be running me that are not based on truth?
1: Right, exactly. So there's, there's actually three ways that I invite people to find that. One is just to ask themselves what they think is wrong with them, and then pick the one that's juiciest. Uh, and another is actually to feel into the body where we have chronic tension and contraction. Feel into it, breathe into it, and then ask, what is the belief that's associated about myself that's may be associated with this and the third way is to look at our projections of others what can I not stand you know in so and so and then see you know realize that's a mirror you know of what's uh, what is unaccepted and unloved within ourself and so these are all ways and that'll lead us to a belief system
0: so in that last one that's very good because if we find ourselves, Reacting to someone, a strong kind of emotional reaction, mm-hmm. then that's a key. That's right. That
1: particularly if we tend to do it with you know not just one person, but as yeah. a pattern with other people. Right. You know, I used to do it with people who were angry. You know, I used to really have a lot of judgments about angry people, and guess who was angry? You know. <laughs> uh-huh.
0: But you <laughs> may me. not have even acted on your anger. You may have not have been outwardly angry. No, I wasn't angry. So, even though you were, you were not acting on it, mm-hmm. you were reacting when others did it.
1: When they mirrored back.
0: And then you realize that you were That's suppressing it. this. Exactly. And so then, what do you do with that? Well, then
1: you, so you know, in psychology, it's called owning it. But you basically say, okay, you acknowledge this is the truth of my experience. I'm angry. You know, and then you're willing to feel it, and then you're willing to look at, you know, um, what the beliefs are about anger, and and then you're willing also to acknowledge, okay, I'm not setting boundaries here that I need to. I'm not telling my truth. I need to speak up more in a skillful way, in a in a, right. in a respectful way to others. And so that's what happened. I began to actually speak up more and set more skillful boundaries with people, and then you know, the anger of just the repressed anger dissipated.
0: And then just to build on that, when you've set those boundaries Mm -hmm. with others, there's a greater degree, I'm kind of repeating some of your teachings here, Mm -hmm. there's a possibility of a greater degree of intimacy. This
1: is so interesting. As we are able to differentiate and demerge from one another, we're actually capable of greater true intimacy and communion with one another.
0: So it it seems like um, an oxymoron.
1: It does. It's it's paradoxical to the mind, but it's actually not a contradiction. Because as we feel more secure and full in ourselves, we feel more open. And we're not trying to manipulate or change other, other people. Now we're actually available to meet people and receive them how they are and where they are. And that is the ground of intimacy. This familiarity and acceptance of self is the ground with which we can then meet others. And that develops you know, an intimacy that's not controlling or manipulating, but is celebratory.
0: John, I want to thank you so much for sharing just a little tidbit of the work that you do in the mm. world. And I, I suggest that people pick up your book to uh, really go into this more fully. Or check out your website. Mm,
1: You're very welcome.
0: I've been speaking with Dr. John J. Prendergast, and he's the author of In Touch, How to Tune into the Inner Guidance of Your Body and Trust Yourself. And if you want to know more about his work, you can go to his website, listeningfromsilence.com. Or you can get there through the New Dimensions website, newdimensions.org. I'm Justine Willis-Toms. I want to thank you for joining us on the New Dimensions Cafe, and I invite you, please, do join us again.
1: You've been listening to the New Dimensions Cafe. This series of shorter interviews features many of the remarkable guests also featured on our internationally syndicated one-hour New Dimensions radio series. To access more than a 1,000 hours of programs, to subscribe to our newsletters, or to become a member, please visit us at newdimensions.org.